3: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
1: Welcome, in! it is the Thursday, May 19th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And, ooh, Chris, do we have a battle royale going on in the SEC right now. Good gracious. Uh, Jimbo Fisher... And Nick Saban going at it, uh, I guess just like old times, I suppose. Uh, Reddit CFB, or no, maybe it was somebody else that said, uh, man, if only I had known that Saban would lose his mind after an assistant finally beat him on the field, right? Like, who who would have known that these were the ramifications of A&M beating Alabama back in October? Like, that is... <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have initial thoughts before we dive into the... Uh, the kerfuffle that has gone on in college station and in the Tuscaloosa?
3: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm about to start uh investing in some A gear and uh, and I'll follow Jimbo to the depths.
1: And get uh get Billy Lucci's uh despicable shirt that he's about to put out on TexAgs, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am I am I I am I've been waiting for somebody in college football to stand up to the son of a bitch for so long and everybody is coward because they felt like they didn't have the support of their administration because it's it's almost impossible the way the old rules were to continually compete with him on the field. And now new rules are in. new game is changing and uh, and, and teams are about to start being able to compete with them, I think a little bit. Okay. okay,
1: well let's uh, let's dive into some of the comments that started this thing off. Uh, we'll start off with Sabin. And, uh, and, and his thoughts on all of this. Um,
4: but name, image, and likeness is something that's here. And I think the more supporters that we have for the University of Alabama in all sports all right, that are willing to sponsor players, whatever you want to call it, use them in your business to help your business, that's going to help our programs. Um, the thing that I fear is at some point in time, they're just going to say we're going to have to pay players. If we start paying players, we're going to have to eliminate sports. All right? And this is, this is all bad for college sports. I mean, we probably have, what, 450 people on scholarship at Alabama, whether they're women's tennis players, women's softball players, golfers, you know, baseball players, non-revenue sports that, should, that have for years and years and years been able to create a better life for themselves because they've been able to get scholarships and participate in college athletics. That's what college athletics is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something where people come and make money. And you make a decision about where you go to school based on how much money you're going to make. You should make a decision based on where you have the best chance to develop as a person, as a student, and as a player, which is what we've always tried to major in. And we're going to continue to do that. Hopefully there's enough people out there that want to do it but I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players.
1: This is where he gets you an A.
4: You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A and M was first. A and M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right? We didn't buy one player. All right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. So it's a uh, It's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. If you didn't give them, the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um, But the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law.
1: That's a, he, he hits uh, a lot of different points, and there is an old guard that is totally against it and a new guard that is looking at this as an opportunity to jump in where they were not able to compete before. And now they're able to compete because of name, image, likeness. And it's all how you perceive name, image, likeness to be, right? Saban looks at it as once you get on campus and you have established yourself and you prove your worth, then you get your NIL deals.
3: How do you do that? Hang on. When, at what point in time are you established?
1: See, that's the question, right? Because Bryce Young, so if you look that. at what he did before he played a meaningful snap. about
3: it. Bragged yeah. about it. Not one goddamn snap. Uh, and he's got a million dollars, and, and Nick was bragging about it. Boy, just swinging that dick, bragging about it. Let me ask you a question. You're an Alabama fan. I, yeah. I, this is an honest question. I take pop shots at this bastard all the time because I think he's a worthless piece of shit. And, but I, I've got to ask a real honest question. Now, now I'm not going to play this game where this is all tongue-in-cheek and we don't know what we don't know. And No, you and I are smart enough to know what we know. What do you think about somebody who just lies so easily? We we didn't we never paid a single player. We didn't pay a single recruit. Uh... How how easily he does it and he does it with such confidence. He does it with such such control that if you disagree with me, I'm making this statement so strongly. that if you disagree with me, you're wrong. I'm okay. going to lie to nah. your face so boldly <laughs> that if you think I'm wrong, you're gonna question everything you believe that's right.
1: Okay, listen, listen. Uh, you were just talking about supporting Jimbo Fisher and in his uh remarks no, don't,
3: today. No, 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 don't don't do that. Don't do the other. Oh, you you like this guy and he does that. No, no, no. I support Jimbo for one reason and one reason only. Because He's he stood standing up to say, the motherfucker him. for the first time. <laughs> look,
1: look, I understand the way that college sports is played. I understand that the way that he says that they didn't pay players does not bother me in the slightest, the same way it doesn't bother me when anybody else says that they don't pay players, right? Jimbo Fisher. I, I fully believe that he thinks that they didn't pay players because the school and the coaching staff did not pay players, right? But we all look at it as a much bigger thing. We understand that so boosters the last, are doing this. So for, we,
3: the, so for the last twenty years, all those Dodge Chargers are in the parking lot of Alabama's football facility. Okay, but but then a damn one of them got a parent that's that's that that makes more than thirty or forty thousand a year. And an, I don't know the answer to
1: that. Like I I, I laugh at the Dodge Charger.
3: Sta- it's it's <laughs> hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. And his name is Nicholas.
1: Okay, look at it this way.
3: And if you change one letter, the fucker's name is Satan. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not a religious man, but Jesus.
1: Let's uh hold on before we, before we get into what Jimbo said, let's dive into uh some other tweets here. Uh Coach Prime himself, Primetime Neon Dion Sanders, said, You best believe I will address the lie Coach Saban told tomorrow. I was awakened I by my son uh that sent me the article stating that we paid Travis Hunter a million dollars to play at Jackson State. We as people don't have to pay our people to play with our people. I think he went uh a race direction there. Um
3: Well, but hang on. That's another lie that Nick told that that's actually verifiable. Okay? He said they went and bragged about it. Uh, Jackson State has denied ever paying that. But for some reason, Nick thinks it happened, and Nick is saying it's gospel truth, and they bragged about it. Yeah, the the brag part I don't know
1: why he brought Jackson State into this. I, I think he got on a because, rant and started going because
3: crazy. This is a piece of shit, Gary. Because he was going to get that kid. Because he thought he could flip him from Florida State.
1: Yeah, out of, Alabama was never in did. on yeah. Travis Hunter. But regardless – They weren't in on a lot of
3: guys until they get him. And you know that's the truth. You John, know that's the fucking truth.
1: John Ruiz, the billionaire down at Miami, uh, responded to Coach Prime and said, Prime, reach out to me. Sabin, really, you think you are above the law? Guess you can't play in a true equal playing field. Which I found very interesting. Um I, this, I look at it this way. Okay, uh, actually, no, screw that, screw that. Let's let's get into Jimbo Fisher now. Let's get into Jimbo Fisher. Um, this is the beginning of his press conference. We're only going to hit on a few of the clips. I might post the entire uh, nine minutes on the podcast. So if you want to, if you're watching this and you want to go listen to it, you can do that. So,
3: Coach, uh, like to respond to some comments made last night
5: in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame. That we have to do this it's really despicable it's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ more importantly 17 year old kids you're taking shots at 17 year old kids and their families That they broke state laws that they're, that they're they're all money we bought every player on this group we never bought anybody no rules were broken nothing was done wrong it was all in the and the way we do things the ethics in which we do things and these families it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right.
1: So we'll start off with that one. Um, I don't think Saban took any shots at seventeen-year-old kids or their families uh, by saying that A and M and their collective paid for these players, right? And do you believe that A and M bought some of these kids, like at least the booster culture? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think they came from a, from nil deals. Absolutely. I yes. So so it's
1: a little crazy that in in Jimbo in his. Statements continues to say that uh, we didn't pay a single player. And that's just ludicrous. That's bananas. Like, why are you denying it? Just, we'll, we'll talk about that more here in just a minute. Here's a, a couple more from Jimbo. These are a little quicker, I think.
5: The ethics in which we do things and these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. You'll find out all the parody here. Hold on. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people—it's despicable that we got to sit at this level of ball and and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids, and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his his deal. You may find out about about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past, or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's and it, and it, personal to us, yes, it is. It's personal to A&M, it's personal to our players, it's personal to our coaches, and everybody involved. And I know the guy. I know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it. For our players who are coming here, who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way, I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But I promise you this. There are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit,
1: and act up. By the way, he's talking about Lane Kiffin there. I don't know if anybody remembers that from, from signing day, but regardless, uh, here's the last nine seconds of that.
5: Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is.
1: So uh, he dives into that, of course. Uh, again, like acting like this is personal against these kids is ridiculous. Saban said multiple times in his seven-minute diatribe about NIL that uh, that he believes the kids should be paid. Like he he one hundred percent said that there is nothing wrong with kids making money. It is inducing the kids to come to your place on money, right? And but it's but a it's I, a semantics thing. you it's,
3: and I, but you and I know we're getting into a, a damn semantics argument. Yes. that's that's dumb, and it's only used by the losers, Gary. It's only used by those who are not used to losing and don't know how to win. He wants to get kids there the old way because that was the only way he was ever able to beat everybody because he had better talent. We call him the greatest coach to ever live in college football. But it took – him getting all the best players and all the best coaches and the entire strength of the cathedral that run college football, turning their backs and looking the other way. And as soon as one of his opponents gets strong and gets a little uppity and beats him a couple of times, in comes the white gloves and the investigation, okay? That's what it took for him to dominate college football for 20 years. And he understands that now he has lost that and he needs that back. Or he's got to hang it up because he's going to be proven to be a fraud.
1: See, I I fall on the Mike Bray timeline, right? Mike Bray, the Notre Dame basketball coach, uh, came out and said, basically, uh, look, shut up and adjust. He said, we make plenty of money to deal with these headaches. And it sounds really dumb for us to be complaining about things like NIL and Transfer Portal and whatever when we make the amount of money that we do. We just need to learn to adjust to it. We'll figure it out, and if we don't, and we start losing, then we're gonna we'll get fired, and we'll get our money.
3: Like, but Nick doesn't want to adjust, Gary. He wants the because he's so used to having the rules bend to him.
1: I I tend to agree with you on that. I think that he does for not. Twenty it, this years just, we've
3: allowed him to run over college football and get his way for everything.
1: I told you about and, the NIL collectives, right? About I didn't think that it was a warning shot. The same way I don't think this is a warning shot from Saban. I don't think this is one of those where is this what we want football to be, right? It's not that. This is this is not uh, is this going to be college football going forward and we're going to do it better than y'all. This is he doesn't want to deal with boosters. He doesn't want to have to do all of that kind of crap. What Alabama set up was the same uh, monetary inducement that A&M has got. A&M is just doing it on the front end. Alabama was saying come to Alabama, develop here, and you will make – a ton of money once you get into the NFL. Once you go into your professional life, that is how Alabama's inducements have gone over the past 15 years since Saban has been there. But now, yeah, but
3: that's on the. Hang on, now, hang on. That's on the front end. That's the that's the pretty thing that they say as the inducement for all of the, the boosters and all the media. But we know that that's not true, Gary. We know that Tua to Tungavai Loa's family got paid obscene amounts of money to leave Honolulu, Hawaii and come to Alabama.
1: Yeah. I don't doubt that there was something that I, went on there,
3: but I never said, we... you and I know that, but yeah. hell, and I've never had a problem with it. I hate the damn place, but I don't have a problem with it as long as everybody can held to the same standard. All right. But I don't like it being in the dark the way it used to be. I like it being in the light because now schools like Alabama don't have the ability because some schools for whatever reason, and I don't think it's boosters or schools so much because none of these people are moral. Okay, don't don't get don't oh, get yeah. mistaken. You you equate the fact that I side with Jimbo with that I think Jimbo is moral and good. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, no, no. no I'm, but that's that was your argument earlier.
1: Yeah, so, it, 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 it wasn't. Was you, it wasn't that you think that Jimbo is moral and good. It is that you didn't like Saban for this exact reason that he's a liar. No, well, but, I don't
3: like Saban at all. But I, and there's many reasons for that. I asked you a very specific question. He's your coach. And he's not just a liar because all these guys lie. He has no – like, some of these guys lie, and they look really uncomfortable doing it. And when they're done saying their lie, we all kind of look at each other and like, that was weird. That was awkward. That was – because for the (laughs) most part, unless you're a sociopath, people are really bad at lying because it's not in our human nature. Maybe it is, and maybe I just got all this stuff wrong. He's so easy to do it jimbo's called him a narcissist he's a sociopath this guy if he if it wasn't for all the glitz and glamour he could be a serial killer because he just doesn't have feelings at all other than it's my way or i don't get what i want i, I burned the whole place to the ground
1: or or you you might be looking at it a different way uh think of this saban doesn't believe it's a lie like he doesn't no, think that, that he's lying no,
3: that's just not true no, that's a, this guy is too much of a control freak to not to to leave it in the hands of of people that he doesn't know and let stuff just happen in the background. You know that and I know that. He's way too much of a control freak to just say, "Boost, this is why he doesn't like this philosophy. He doesn't like the legal way to do it now because now he has to say, "I'm going to go recruit kids, boosters, you guys do what you got to do." Before, he was very much in control of all of it. You know that, and I know that. He doesn't let anybody touch anything without his hands on it. You yeah, know that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Him and, him and Belichick are the same person. Go look at Bill Belichick right now. Bill Belichick doesn't have an offensive coordinator, he doesn't have a defensive coordinator, and he doesn't have a general manager. He's literally trying to run the entire football team by himself because he doesn't trust anyone else to give them the damn job.
1: Yeah, that's it's insane. This
3: is it's this insane. is no different. This is no different. The difference is is – Legally, to do it legally, Nick has to be completely removed from it. Not just a little removed, not just we're going to, you're going to control all this, but when the investigations come, you go slip out the back door and we take the heat. No, no, no. This is 100% you cannot be involved at all. And because it's above board, everybody is watching.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's the difference. Last comment, 14 seconds from Jimbo Fisher here. Uh, interesting, interesting on his part.
5: Disappointing. No, it wasn't. Now, listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go. I ain't went back and worked for him with opportunities.
1: That's it. He, he laid it out there. Uh, you know, he didn't well, go back to work I, for Saban. I,
3: I, I'll tell you this. Not It's not just he didn't go back to work for Saban. This is what frustrates me greatly. Uh, this whole – uh oh, they're they're former assistants, and so nobody's beating him. The dude loses, like, a game and a half a year for the last – or maybe it's less than that, like, you know, for the last 20 years. So not a lot of people beat him at all, okay? And he's got a lot of coaches that used to work for him and then now don't, and they're all head coaches. And and, and we make it out to be like he was some mentor and he developed all these guys. Lane Kiffin was an NFL head coach before Nick Saban was. Like, like Lane Kiffin didn't learn shit from Nick. He, he, He went there and he taught Nick. He taught Nick how to run this new offense that can help him bring his old offense into the modern football. Okay. But now all of a sudden Lane is some assistant from Nick and, and it's real important to beat daddy. Like that's bullshit. That's all bullshit that media people use to just blow Nick's hog. That's all they do all day long. They want access. And if you don't blow him, you don't get the access. This guy has been put on a pedestal, and for the first time since he's been in Alabama, for the first time since he left the NFL, somebody came along and said, I'm, I'm done. I'm not bowing to you. I'm not kissing the ring. Everyone treats you like a god, and I'm about to call it out. Okay? I'm about to call it out. You're not a god, and they're all just making you believe this. And if the media continue to believe it, then shame on them.
1: Jimbo denying Paying players. Uh, I find it I find it odd that they have, you know, what was the first real mega booster collective. Um, he acts like these kids making money is a bad thing. Why yes, do you think I, I that is? Wish
3: Jimbo, I don't know the answer to that because obviously uh, Dion does the same thing. Um, I don't know the answer other than, these kids' families have told them we don't want people knowing what we make. We don't listen. We want to make some money, and legally we can now get paid. But we need to keep listen. We're not public figures, and our and our salaries aren't public. These aren't coming from state institutions, okay? So we would like nobody to know what we make. Yeah, because most of these people are coming from poor neighborhoods and coming from poor families, and if you let if you let someone know. In a poor look, I grew up in a poor neighborhood, and when and when somebody in our neighborhood got a lot of money, the first thing they did was move the hell out of the neighborhood. Why? Yeah. because everybody comes beating on the door, looking yes. for handouts. Yes, you're right. You're right. Looking for help. And it's not, it's not just handouts. That, that makes that sound shitty. They're looking for help because they're they are poor. All right. But but so so I think a lot of that has to do with these coaches have told the families. We're going to take care of you, and and we'll keep it private. Okay. Yeah. So we know these guys are getting it. Now the dude in Miami ain't keeping nothing private, but that's fine. That's between him. But hang on, that's between him and his recruits' families. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's, agreed. That's one hundred percent. There's. I don't know the answer to that. I can't speak to it because if I was a coach, I'd be bragging about it. I, but now, remember, I got to say, if I'm the coach, I have to say removed from it. Uh, but I can say our guys are getting NIL deals right and left. You want to come be a great, uh, you know, uh, an Aggie and get paid, get a great education and get paid. You can do them both, and and we're going to do it. And we're going to do it above board, okay? And 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 we're gonna we're gonna do this stuff the right way, but we're gonna make sure you're compensated well. I'd be bragging about it. I don't care. I don't know why Dion, because it's not just Jimbo. Dion's too, and all yeah. the other coaches. I haven't seen one coach outside of Nick last year with Bryce Young brag about uh, how much how much a player's made. Yeah. Not, not one coach has done it. And so, I, obviously, I think some of these families aren't used to having money for the most part, and I think some of them are very uncomfortable with it at first. That, so that, that that's that's make the sense. only thing I can think Because I'm going to tell you this. If I was that guy, if I was if I was the golden goose, okay, for my family, and somebody came and, and threw $200,000, hundred thousand uh, dollars down to my mama, my mama wouldn't have told us soul. And she wouldn't have let me tell a soul, and she wouldn't let me go anywhere if they were going to tell a soul. Not one soul.
1: And that does, you, you have a very valid point
3: there. Very I think valid it's point. privacy because these kids are young. What, what do you think if you're, just picture yourself. If you're now a parent. You've got a daughter getting ready to go off to college the next couple of years, okay? Let's say she's going, you know, to a place like Alabama, all right? A place where some people got money, some people don't. A lot of people are struggling college students. Do you want all her friends to know she's got five six $600,000 in the bank? Yeah, probably not. She has it, not you. She has it. Because yeah. what do you think those friends are going to do?
1: Oh, they're going to hit her up for, like, she'll have to pay for every dinner, everything. every, everything. Every,
3: everything. Yeah. I think, I think it's in the best interest of these kids. Now, I want the kids to get paid. I do not care. But I, now, now, when I start thinking, oh, how would I feel if it was my kid? Or how would my mom think if it was me? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The reason they're denied is because these families are probably and I'm just using that as an assumption. I don't know the answer. If it's because they're ashamed of the NIL stuff, they're ashamed that the only way they can recruit and beat Alabama is because of NIL, that's stupid. At some point, but you know me though, Gary. I don't have any pride about stuff like that. Did we win or did we lose? I don't care. If we didn't break rules, then I don't care that somebody else gets the credit. I don't care if yeah. some booster got the kid that I couldn't land. Now the other part of this that, might be never bothered me.
1: The other part of this might be the fact that uh, that the NIL stuff, uh, the NCA has come back out and they're going to dive into these collectives because it is technically still against the rules. Um, to, re- which, to use it for recruiting, yeah. To, well, one to I use it for recruiting and two for uh, for boosters uh, to be involved with athletes at the school, right? So that's that's the well, other but part. But hang
3: on now, how do you pay the athletes if you're not going to be involved with them?
1: Uh, that Does not make any sense? See, that, that's yeah, the thing. That,
3: but th- no, so and, and Nick is right. Okay, by the way, first off, he defends the NCAA. That's when you know he's wrong. That's when you know the the bastard ain't got a soul. Okay, he just well, where don't. where did he?
1: You, you, when did he defend the NCAA?
3: He talked about how the NCAA is is, is 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 getting all this flack, and they're struggling because of all these lawsuits, and people need to back off of them. And, well, no, he yeah. did, he
1: never said that. He said uh, he said they can't enforce their own rules right now. Because of the.
3: Because of that. Hang on. But do you know why? Because of that? See, this is what he's not telling you. This is one of those things where he's saying something without saying it, Gary. What he's not saying is is the reason they keep losing in court is because they're wrong. No, we know that they're wrong. No, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't think that. He thinks they're right. No, but Sabin has built up.
1: Saban has built up this dynasty under these presumed NCAA laws and now that they are completely going away yeah I could understand why he would be upset about it do I think it's whining well, yes 100% I think on, it's no, whining but it's but so. it's
3: not just it's not just whining and it's not just he built it up under the old NCAA laws he did it with the NCAA openly and willingly turning the other eye looking hey, you, the other way while you, you he might
1: be on the onto the something education. there by the way I do need to mention and this I believe that,
3: and the, I'll tell you this I believe that with all my heart you can you can tell me I'm crazy I say a lot of wild shit, especially when it comes to Nick and Alabama, because I, I believe this stuff, okay? I, I know how dirty these sports are, and I know how ruthless these coaches are, all right? I believe it, and nobody will convince me otherwise. I'm telling you, he gets where he gets because he's been in the pocket of the NCAA. They allow him to be the greatest because it's best for them.
1: Okay, okay. I, let me that go on and mention this. Relationship. Let me Let me mention this. Uh, well, one, it's so it, I do believe – some of what you're talking about. Mark Emmert was the president at LSU, uh, and he was a hand in hiring Saban to LSU. Yep. So, yeah, he and Emmert have a pretty good relationship from what I understand. So, it would make sense. Um, as far as Saban talking about this stuff, this was more... If you go back and listen to the beginning of Saban's comments on NIL, etc., this was a call to arms, basically, for Alabama boosters. This was an event... That took place, it was him and Nate Oates and Joe Namath. Uh, it was an event in Birmingham to lead off or or prepare the city for the World Games coming there over the summer. Uh, so it was kind of a kickoff party for that. And he was asked this question about NIL and he he went a lot further than I believe that he would have. But it was to let those businessmen in Alabama know if this is the direction that this is going, if we are going to have to start paying play, then then you guys are gonna have to chip in. You guys are going to have to step up your game a little bit uh, because it's this is what's going to happen. Now, he did talk a lot uh, at one point about kids coming to Alabama. I don't know if it was in that clip that we played earlier, but, uh, but kids that have grown up wanting to come to Alabama that are not now because they're being offered all of this money to go elsewhere. Uh, and he said one of the biggest problems is you guys, like one of the guys in the audience, is going to pay some kid a bunch of money, and they're going to come to campus – and then they're not going to play, and that guy's going to you know bounce around town and, oh, yeah, I paid for so-and-so to come to Alabama, and da-da-da-da-da. And if that kid doesn't play, and then they transfer out, that same booster is going to go, I'm never going to do this again. Which I think was the whole point to begin with for this NIL stuff. If you were going to pay them, let the market correct itself. Like these kids at Texas A&M, not all of them, if they all got NIL deals, they're not all going to be... Huge NFL draft stars, right? They're not all going to be great. You're not going to win correct. four straight national titles at Texas A&M, like correct. I, so the market will correct itself over time. Uh, I think Saban's issue is that he is 70 years old. I don't know that he's got time. I think that's his biggest problem right now um, because I don't think he wants to adjust. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think he gives a rip about doing that. I think he wanted to keep uh, the sweet thing going that he's got, and I understand that but also understand well, yeah, he the other side of it. The
3: rules and nobody else does. But like, yeah. I mean, the idea that we understand that he wants to be able to continue to break the rules and get away with it. And nobody else can is it, wild to me. Like I yeah. can't just get, I can't just blah, blah, blah across that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can, I, I can we, I, we, like I, we're just having an impasse where I just can't move from that. Well, yes, him and Kirby smart have been getting all the best players and for some reason, the SEC and the NCAA just look the other way. But heaven forbid a little school get, get get a couple of good players or beat those schools a couple of times, and the NCAA is gloving up and coming running.
1: Hey, by the way, we are uh, we are thirty minutes in. Uh, we are probably going to push the Mountain West Conference West Division 2 next week. So <laughs> we'll right. we'll pick up on the previews next week because we still got some stuff to talk about. Uh with this on top of that, one uh coach prime said that he was going to address this, he has not as of yet. I was about to yet. say
3: I haven't seen anything from him yet.
1: He he ha- he posted out some uh some video of uh Travis Hunter and his son like doing private workouts or something. So you know, I'm sure Coach Prime is going to come with fire. I just don't know when it is, uh, and we ain't waiting around on it. Uh, Sabin, by the way, is supposed to be on. We're recording right now is 3.23 p.m. Central Time. Saban is supposed to be on uh, one of the serious XM shows in seven minutes. Uh, so we won't know exactly what he says until afterwards. But... Uh, but we'll we'll be sure to address it. I would imagine. I
3: do. I do like that Jimbo. They asked if Jimbo has talked to him. He said no. He's called me several times. He said, but I'm not taking this call. Yeah, he said I he's do done. like that Nick. I do like that Nick is, Nick is seemingly realized. Oh, I might have. I might have fucked up. Like I might have gone up. a little too far with this. <laughs> and now and now now I got to call this old coach and pretend. Oh, you know this is just recruiting battle stuff. You know, no hard feelings, kind of bullshit. Like you're just doing your best. I'm doing my best, and this is how we play the game now. Yeah, I and, could not and, believe and he ain't
1: taking it. I could not believe last night. Like, it, it got shared out. Mike Rodak is the beat reporter for AL.com for Alabama. And he shared it out and didn't put quotes or anything around it. just said Saban, colon, and then the quotes about Texas A&M and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, he's trying to imply, or he's trying to say what Saban implied. There's no way that Saban actually put a name to this. And and I was just wrong. Like, he, he came out and said all of it. And I could not believe it. Lane Kiffin, by the way, Bruce Feldman reached out to him, and Kiffin told him, I am speechless. Like, this should have been on (laughs) pay-per-view. And Kiffin was one of the ones that was calling out Texas A&M to begin with, saying, look, at Ole Miss, like, I don't know that we're going to be able to compete if if these guys are going to pay money like this. And the reason that this gets brought up at all is because A&M has been a really strong recruiting team, but they have generally been somewhere between the 5 and 15 range for the last 10 years. And they have never been close to a number one recruiting ranking, and now they've got the greatest recruiting class of all time. And that's why this has become a thing.
3: But hang on. Nobody cared when Georgia, with Mark Rick, was a top 10 recruiting class in the nation every year. And then all of a sudden Kirby Smart moves in, and they're number one, number two, number one, number two, number one, number two, like five years straight. Ain't nobody got a problem with that under the older z because all that money was going under the table we we're all supposed to pretend we didn't know we we're all supposed to pretend we didn't know what was happening but no
1: it's because we didn't have all the changes in the sport right like right now nil not, has but, come well, out and i'm I not saying that but
3: one guy did it illegally the other guy waited at least until the rules were changed Does that not sound like something reasonable to a rational person?
1: I think if this story had not come out about them paying $30 million for this class.
3: So it's the amount of money. So it's the amount of money that bothers you. It's the amount. It's not Stop. You can't say that. You said $30 million, and that's the reason why. No, I'm not saying saying that that I have a problem with it. Nobody would have cared. What I'm saying is. Nobody would have cared? No, I don't think anybody would have said anything about it. If they had had the number one class in the history of the world, but everybody only got thirty thousand, and it wasn't a thirty million dollar number, no, I, even really
1: even then, I think people would have still talked about it because NIL is a thing now. This is we have known at Texas A and M is one of the richest universities, completely covered with boosters. Right, yes. we have known that for a long, long time, yes. and the reason why it is such a thing now is because NIL is here. You can no. now pay kids. And A&M all of a sudden gets the number one recruiting class, and Jimbo still swears to God that nobody got paid.
3: Right, but So you keep getting stuck on Jimbo swearing to God. I am stuck on the fact that they, these boosters were so under control. Oh, we should be applauding them, that they had all this money all these years, and they didn't throw it around to get the number one recruiting class in the country. No, I Georgia think they just did.
1: didn't know how to do it. Like that's... Oh, you know, oh, so, <laughs> man, Hang
3: on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They didn't know how? They didn't know how? Yes. Damn. So Georgia knew how, but but and didn't.
1: That's the Once way Kirby that I perceive it. Yeah.
3: So he knew how to cheat. Not that – I think all these schools know how to cheat. I just think some of them aren't willing – and I'm not – like I said, there are no moral high horses here, okay? All, all of these guys play dirty, and all these guys are ruthless. But the idea that they were only willing to go so far in the past because it was all in the dark, and now as soon as it comes to light, they're all willing to break open the the, 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 the banks. Uh, I look, think that's actually commendable. I actually think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Maybe so. I wish my school were doing it.
1: That's uh, Well, I mean, everybody's got a collective at this point. Alabama just created theirs a month ago, which is part of the reason LSU, why Saban was talking LSU, about
3: this LSU, to begin with. Yes, okay. Yeah. But all collectives aren't the same. I literally heard on, oh, God, one of the podcasts let's do for, for LSU, where, uh like, the head guy that's been getting all these NIL guys for LSU, he's the big attorney down there, like, he's not a part of the collective. And he knows that LSU is putting the collective together, but he doesn't really know much about what's going on with it. So, no, not every school has one, and they're damn sure not all the same. But what I'm telling you is, is all of these guys have been paying – Large sums of money to illegally get kids all these years, and A and M said we're obviously going to go to a point, but then we're going to stop. And now that it's legal, they're not stopping, and that bothers everybody. But Alabama and Georgia, they had no point in which they wouldn't stop. They paid millions of dollars to get the top t- top top rate kids in the past in the dark. We just didn't know exactly how much everybody got, but we knew it was obscene. Yeah, And nobody had a problem with it. Everybody turned a blind eye that was supposed to be in charge because they didn't have hard core evidence. I didn't see the body and the smoking gun. So I guess I can't investigate at all.
1: Next week, by the way, or sorry, in two weeks, we have the SEC meetings in Destin. I would imagine that should be incredibly entertaining. And then, of course, we've got July when SEC Media Days will get here. Uh, let's talk about Ross Bjork for a minute. Uh, Bjork said... Uh, Saban's personal attacks violate SEC bylaws. Uh, he talked to Ross uh, Dellinger over at SI, and he said uh, he's been in discussion about the situation with Commissioner Greg Sankey. Uh, he referred to Saban's comments as a personal attack on his university and on his coach. Uh, he believes the comments could trigger a reprimand from the league office, uh, which I'll believe that when I see it. Um, he said he's communicated never with Sankey. he uh, <laughs> Where is Greg Sankey in all this, by the way? Like, this is insane. In a closet. Mike Slive. He's hiding. Mike Slive would be. He's a
3: coward, too. You
1: know why he got the job? Because
3: he's about six inches up Nick's ass right now.
1: (laughs) Bjork said, I don't know why Nick Saban would say what he said, except he's threatened. Uh, He said, There is a saying an emperor who loses their dynasty lashes out. He seems to be making excuses. Uh, Coach Fisher. Uh, No, sorry. He said, this is personal. Coach Fisher views this as a personal attack on his integrity and on Texas A&M's integrity. Uh, He said, to have personal attacks, to say that the only reason A&M is recruiting well is in I.O. money is wrong. Um, Okay. Uh, Let me, I do want to, I want to toss this up here. Uh, It shouldn't take but just a minute. But this is something that I said back in 2019. I don't know if you remember this or not. Topic number one. Ross Bjork has been hired at Texas A&M, from Ole Miss to A&M. I I was the one vouching, at one of many, really, uh, saying that Ole Miss should have fired Bjork because of how messy the situation got with the NCAA. You can go back and read all of our articles from back in uh, 2016, 17, whatever, and you'll see that he had no idea what he was doing with that situation. He let his football coach run the entire department, it felt like. He was taking orders from Hugh Freeze. They, were, they felt blessed, basically, to have Hugh Freeze as their coach. And instead of stepping up and handling the situation, they just let it fester and fester and continue to build until finally... Uh, Something came up with Hugh Freeze, and they were able to get out of it, right? Now, I understand that there were legal things going on, but this is – I cannot believe that somebody else would hire Ross Bjork. Now, saying that, if you wanted an AD that knows about booster culture, that understands how it works, at Texas A&M has an insane booster culture. They have got all kinds of guys throwing money at that school, throwing money at whatever they need to, right? So if you are AM, you want somebody that's going to be okay with it, that's going to let it go on, Ross Bjork is your guy. So if you want to be able to do shady stuff and let the AD just stay in the dark about it, Ross Bjork is the perfect way to go. That's what I said when he was hired in 2019. And of course, all of this stuff is coming out now. Uh... Because it's just blown up, right? And and to be fair, I don't think there's anything really shady that's going on. The only reason they're wanting to keep it quiet is, one, what you said, Chris, about uh, the players not wanting people to know that they made a bunch of money. And two, it is still technically illegal under NCAA rules. Now, whether or not the NCAA can enforce that is a whole different thing. But the boosters are not supposed to induce students, as we talked about, student-athletes, to come to the school uh, with money. Like, that's the only reason why they would be denying it, etc. I don't think it's anything shady. We know the kids can get paid now. Uh, but Ross Bjork, with all of this stuff, like, he, he cannot help himself but get involved in stuff, right? Like, why in the world should Ross Bjork be coming out and, and calling Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated to talk about this
3: situation? Like what what purpose does it serve for him to talk about it at all? Because he wants to he wants to, he wants somebody to stand up to Nick. He wants the SEC to do something about it. Jim, Jimbo already did saying. it. Yeah, but he he wants something official from somebody that's not at his school. He okay. wants somebody, he wants the SEC to say, are we gonna continue to let this guy run the SEC? Or are you gonna continue or are you going to move forward and say Right is right, and wrong is wrong, and if he's going to pick fights and he's going to make accusations like that, then we're going to do whatever it is that we're supposed to do with those things.
1: And so why didn't he say this when Lane Kiffin made the exact same comments earlier because, in February?
3: Gary, th- Gary, that you know the answer to this. You don't punch down because <laughs> Ole Miss is not a threat to a and i A&M. I'm not saying Ole Miss can't beat a and i A&M. I'm not saying any of that. Ole Miss has beaten them plenty of times. But they're not playing the same game.
1: Which, uh, by the way, uh, first comment from Nick Saban on Sirius College Radio. Uh, he said he tried to contact Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders. He said, I reached out to him. I never got a response. I feel bad about it, but I'm not changing my philosophy. I look at the betterment of college football.
3: Yeah, that's right. No, he looks at the betterment of himself, and that's it. So so you asked that. Hang on. So you asked that question about why is Deion – so ashamed of this why is Jimbo so ashamed of this why is Nick so ashamed to say that he, he he's hiding behind the velour that well, I'm trying to do what I think is best for the game you know the game that I've dominated for 20 years and nobody's ever to me that's I don't want the rules to change because I don't want to hurt my legacy why don't you just say that because this a... isn't what's right for college football it's not what's better for college football it's what's better for Nick Not one person agrees that the old way is the better way to do things than the new way. Now, they might want some restrictions. And and, and the thing that bothers me about the restrictions is is it's only about the money. It's only about the amount, okay? This this is all about how much they're getting. If they were getting pittance, nobody would care. If we were throwing them five, ten thousand dollars, nobody would bat an eye or lose any sleep. But the idea that these 17 and 18-year-old kids make more than me offends a lot of people. It really bothers them. They yeah, just yeah you might be onto it. something there. That is pure ass jealousy. Uh,
1: and Brittany I Murphy. Tell you, this,
3: you, and I, you and I live in the South. You and I live in the South, and you know what all these boosters look like. Okay? Yes. Yeah. All these boosters look like you and me. All of them. And the idea that somebody else might be not just making a lot more money than them, but it's a poor little kid that don't look like them. Yes. And I think Alabama's got a problem. I think LSU, this, this is my school. You know, the reason our collective is having a problem is because I think there's a lot of people down in Baton Rouge that have a hard time with an 18-year-old making more than them that looks different. Now, if it was their kid, they'd have no problem. If it was the neighbor down the street's kid, no problem. Um, poor little black kid, I ain't giving them all that damn money. I'm telling you cuz I know these people. And you you might be onto something. Uh Nick
1: Saban by the way, uh another quote, I should have never singled anyone out. That was a mistake. I apologize for that. Uh let's let's go ahead and hit this. Uh Alabama was a 15 point favorite uh against Texas A&M in the early lines that has since ballooned to 16 and a half. So uh a lot of people think Alabama is going to take it out on on A&M uh on October 8th. Oh, so, we okay. got a we got a long ways to go.
3: Good good job. Yep. Good job. There are there are substantially better football teams today. Okay? The reason Nick is upset about this is because he's afraid in 3 years they won't be. Yeah. yeah because the way Nick built this dynasty was stacking classes and he understands that if somebody else Georgia just did it. Georgia stacked classes the last 4 years. Georgia had a better recruiting 4-year collective over Alabama. And guess what? Georgia beat Alabama on the field. The players win championships. Yes, it ain't coaches. I love coaches. I follow coaches. I I, I pick and choose games because of coaches. Players win. T- the teams with the best players win the game ninety percent of the time.
1: Oh, that's partly why uh, my my bet on Clemson over Iowa State in the bowl game this year made so much sense because Clemson was like a one point favorite. And I mean, what are we talking about? That, that was absurd. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into a, hey, you know what? Let me go on and do the podcast read right quick. Uh, website, (laughs) winningcureseverything.com. I want to make sure we fit this in before the hour. Uh, winningcureseverything.com is the site. You can find everything you need to know about us over there. If you've not already subscribe on the YouTube page, go ahead and like this video if you're watching right now, but, uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, jump into the comments, jump into the chat and make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast as well. Uh, lots of fun stuff. Of course, always with the podcast, and you can listen to it in your headphones. Very easy, when you're walking or working out or whatever. Uh, On top of that, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at GaryWCE. Chris is at Chris Giannini, And the show is at Winning Cures. You can also find me over at BetUSTV.com. BetUSTV, I'm doing a bunch of how-to-gamble on sports videos. Uh, Next week, how to bet on boxing, which is going to be a lot of fun with uh, TJ Reeves and Dan Raphael. And uh, several other videos will will be coming after that. So... All right, next on the board, uh, we are going to get into Hey, hang on.
2: Before before,
3: we leave, before 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 we leave this. Okay. All right. This is this is 100% loser loser talk from Nick. How does that make you feel, honestly? Now, this is not this really is not me trying to take a pop shot because I've I've been a part of a team where my coach had loser speak and it really really bothered me. Uh like getting beat on the field is one thing. But but having losers like coming in second and then going on national TV and crying about it, like that's that's sad. Well, I,
1: that's one way to look at it. Uh, I don't, you know, until this affects the field, like it doesn't bother me. Which and, I, and I'm I'm different than most Alabama I fans, and word, I think that you know this. I used
3: the word on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I used a word on Twitter that I don't use, and I hate. I kind of hate it myself, but I, I have a rule where I just do not delete things if I regret saying it, especially if it's not really offensive. It's just stupid. People can know I'm a moron. That's fine. I, I, that didn't bother me.
1: Okay. I,
3: I, call, I, I fully believe that this is very much pay to speak. I've seen Nick my entire life, love him or hate him, which I really hate him, is, is, as, as an alpha kind of guy. Uh, I think I was wrong. And I think that was all, all. This is, it's easy to look like an alpha when you're winning all the time. But the very first time he gets hit in the mouth by somebody just as big or bigger than him, he immediately crumbled and he immediately went to the corner and started crying. This is beta speak. I, I think this is a dude that, that, and now he might come out swinging and he might, you know, he might reinvigorate the, the fan base. And, Y'all might drop a bunch of dough, and next year y'all are gonna have the number one class again, and, and you might beat, you know, A and by forty. Those things all might happen. That that ain't got nothing to do with how he actually responded to this. I, I think this is sad.
1: Um, he another quote by the way from him on S M uh, or S yeah, Sirius XM. Uh, if alumni gives uh-huh. money or money is raised through a collective to give to a player, that is no different than alumni giving the player money. The collective becomes a representative of the school and you cannot do that. Um so like I you know, uh by the way, Saban said, I wasn't really saying that anybody did anything illegal in using name, image, and likeness. I didn't say that they broke rules. So i, I mean it's well, good. <laughs> I I don't look he's, at it so much like as beta baby. speak. Uh oh, I look God. at I look at Jimbo maybe as getting a little overworked on this. Because I might would have gone at it a different direction, but uh, you know, I mean, seriously, like I, I do love the content, I do love that. Uh, until something changes on the field, like, eh, you know, I, I, I think, I think you and I both have seen too many five stars, uh, not hit, right? And obviously, when you get a bigger collection of them, you are more likely to that's have some you, of them hit, but, right?
3: But that's why you got a stat class. Yes. That's why you have to stack classes. That's why one class doesn't do it. What's weird is everybody's going to expect a- A&M to win the national title this year, which those people don't understand how the sport actually works. And, and these are the same people that think, oh, this team won the draft, so they're going to be great next year. No, they're probably not going to make the playoffs next year. But, that you know, they're getting better. Like,
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's <laughs> a class like this is not going to hurt Texas A&M. For sure. No,
3: it's only it's only good, but but the problem is is the perception from a lot of people is going to be well, now you got to win it all, or else it was worthless, and that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Uh, like, here's How many
3: how many years has Georgia been stacking classes, and they finally won it? Uh,
1: what four years? Five years? And, like twenty eighteen so, is when they really kicked
3: it up. Anybody who wants to throw AM at any standards other than what Georgia just did, I would like you to shut up and go to the court.
1: Wait, by the way, uh, don't don't you imagine that Kirby Smart is just sitting back and laughing at all this?
3: No, no, I don't, because I think Kirby really agrees with Nick because I think Kirby is just as worried. Um, he's been able to dominate for a long time, and he looks in his – his division's got a big boy like Jimbo and them, dude. They got a couple of them, all right? Yeah. Tennessee got a lot of money. You're talking about teams that are desperate, okay? Yeah. Try to convince – you're trying to convince a guy, a booster, that's been helping you buy players in the black market for 20 years and given fortunes, for more money than you and I will ever make in our lives, they've given away to this program. Over 20 years, they've had an amazing run. And these other schools have had nothing. And now they got an opportunity not just to give, but to give more than they've ever given in their lives, because now they actually get to write it off on taxes. See, in the past they didn't get to do that. And that, that's something that rich guys love. Oh, rich guys really oh, yeah. love. Writing stuff on off on taxes. I think the desperate teams that have a lot of money are about to have a couple of years in the start. Now, I'm not saying they're going to take over. I'm not going to say they're going to go a 20-year dynasty. I think they're going to stack classes, baby. And I think it's going to be real hard to stop them because they're desperate. Well, I do think... Desperation, it, like- desperation makes men do crazy things
1: if uh if there are no changes to NIL i think we can set up uh something that's very similar to what Al- or not alabama what the ncaa had in the uh 1990s right in the 90s you had colorado and georgia tech split a title you had washington and miami split a title uh alabama won it in 92 florida state in 93 nebraska won it in 94 and 95 florida won in 96 michigan and nebraska split in 97 tennessee 98 Florida State 99 and then Oklahoma in 2000.
3: Well, the reason I don't think you're going to have that many different schools do it because I don't think that many different schools care enough about it to spend the money that it's going to take to win. You're probably right. You are probably Colorado, right about that. Show me the Colorado boosters that are going to compete with the SEC. Hey, well, it,
1: I mean, granted, I don't think Colorado and Georgia Tech uh, are going to be <laughs> competing. But You see what I'm saying? But, like,
3: like, yeah, but name, right, so name 15 schools that you think are willing to spend that level of money. Even in the SEC, we don't have 15 schools that will spend that. But
1: no, but I, I do think you know if Texas really ups their game, if USC really ups their game, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, it's a, I mean, there's a lot of big time schools with big time boosters that could. Uh, reasonably get there one year, right? Penn State, uh, a lot of schools in the SEC. Uh, you could you could still to this day uh, see Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee, like all win a national championship at some point in the next 15, 20 years, right? So that's seven schools right there. Uh, we we'll then toss in USC, uh if Phil Knight decides to really go at this thing before he passes away because he's he's getting on up there uh then Oregon could jump in there uh as far as the Big 12 goes I don't know who would be left after Oklahoma and Texas uh you know but they're I mean they're coming over to the SEC so uh, who knows like there's a lot of there's a lot of big money schools that could force their way into this if the NIL stuff is not changed and and I don't believe it's going to be uh, so i would imagine that the teams in the schools that actually have money that have people that care about the school yeah they're gonna have an opportunity here like a hundred percent hundred percent uh that brings us by the way let's uh let's get off of this one um let's talk oh uh i did want to mention this uh last comments from Saban. uh let's see Let's see, I wasn't saying anybody did anything illegal. Uh, he said that was something that was assumed with what I said. That's not what I meant, nor what I said. There's nothing illegal about this. It is the system that allows you to do it, and that's the issue that I have. Uh, he said, I don't think NIL in its original form uh, is what people wanted it to be, is or or what people wanted it to be, is really an issue at all. I think collectives are the issue. Um, you know, and I, I'd see where he's coming from, but also, eh. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, uh... <laughs> All right, hold on. I gotta pull this up on the screen. Good lord, the SEC has officially reprimanded uh, both Sabin and Jimbo. Um, let me <laughs> let me read this. How ridiculous is this? Um, th- 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 pull it up on the screen. All right, here we go. Uh, the membership of the Southeastern Conference has established expectations for conduct and sportsmanship that were not met last night nor today, said Greg Sankey. A hallmark of the SEC is intense competition within an environment of collaboration. Public criticism of any kind does not resolve issues and creates a distraction from seeking solutions for the issues facing college athletics today. There's tremendous frustration concerning the absence of consistent rules from state to state related to name, image, and likeness. We need to work together to find solutions that will be our focus uh, at the upcoming SEC spring meetings as a result of public comments. uh, Alabama Nick Saban uh, public reprimand is issued. uh, And the same for Jimbo Fisher, blah, 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 blah. So, um, okay. So, we'll, uh, let's see. And it looks like Chris has dropped out. And that is all good. That is all good. Uh, We will, let's see. His Wi-Fi dropped out, and he can't get back in. No worries. All right. Well, no worries. No worries. We'll figure this out. I will go ahead and hit on this. We'll leave Chris on the phone here, or uh, at least on the screen um, Let's move into our next type. Ti- you know what? Screw that. We've gone an hour. This is a pretty good topic for today. We will hit on these other ones on Monday of next week. Whew. Good gracious. Uh, <laughs> what a day. What a day. What a day. Uh, I guess those of you that didn't know, I am an Alabama fan. Um, this has been a weird one. This is certainly weird, but that's the way it goes. All right. You guys go check out the website go check out the, uh, the YouTube page and the podcast as well. With that said, we are going to get out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?